0: Just like that, we're back at the ocean on a, well, it was very, very foggy about 20 minutes ago, but the fog is starting to clear. There are fish in that water. I was in New York City for the last couple days, and my fishing buddies were sending me videos of uh, the birds just dive-bombing on fish in that ocean. Michael Gartland, you are first on the Facebook, RJ Hinters, Lisa Connor rachel and justin robo rounding out the top five or the first five in the facebook uh live room nick nixon gaspy you are first on the yoto welcome my uh, my friend hey uh from sydney australia again chris lopez yeah i remember you chris what's going on man welcome to the live stream from the ocean just like that, we're back here, which, I, uh, which I'm which very, very happy about. Um, the city was good for like two days. Prince Philip did die at the age of 99. He was right around the corner from turning 100. That's got to suck. Because I bet as soon as you get up to 90, you're, you're counting uh, down the years. You just want to make it to 100, a Hyundai, and... Uh, He falls just short. Prince Philip dead at the age of 99. It's breaking news. Uh, He died peacefully at Windsor Castle. Billy DeTorey, how are you, buddy? Good morning to you. And you were right about bull. I fucking hate radio. I fell in love with radio from a very, very young age. Yes, 18. And I'm here to say that that business is a shit show. So uh, they fired my buddy Bull. I know I ranted about this on the street yesterday, but I want to rant again. I was texting with Bull back and forth yesterday. The kid did nothing wrong, and this shitty business we call radio uh, got rid of him uh, because I guess they just needed to fire everybody, even though Bull had nothing to do with the comedian's uh, bullshit toast slash uh, black woman bit up there in Buffalo. My buddy Bull sat back and said, okay, he knew it was problematic. They suspend him for two weeks without pay. They get rid of the comedian because he did the bit. And I would even question uh, that part of it. But I know radio is just a, a shit show. But a comedian should be allowed to do some edgy, hopefully funny material on the radio. But it was deemed racist first, even though it's pretty obvious the guy was going for a joke. It fell flat. But the comedian should know in this day and age that you just can't take those chances anymore. And so they get rid of the comedian. I I even question that decision, but okay. And then they suspend the rest of the show. Uh, Kind of okay. Without pay, not okay. And then just like uh, textbook bullshit, uh, they get rid of the entire show. So my buddy Bull, who's a really, really nice guy, We started radio more or less together. He was about a year, maybe two years behind me. That's it. Uh, We met at uh, WCMF up there in Rochester, the home of Rock and Roll. Worked under Brother Weeze. Both went on to be quite successful. And uh, the one thing that really hurts about the Bolt thing is the fact that he was really in good with all the sports teams up there. Yeah, Billy DeTore. Yup, I loved radio too. Now I hate it. It stinks. So uh, Bull was really in uh, tight with the Sabres and the Bills and college sports in Western New York, and he got fired from everything. He didn't do anything wrong. He absolutely didn't do anything wrong. And where was the management team up there? They probably fucking put their heads in the sand. And we're like, well, let's just fire everybody before they fire us. Of course radio is dead. That's why when people say, when you're coming back to radio, the answer is never. Never. Radio is a dead format. Of course it is. My buddy Bull up there in Buffalo did absolutely nothing wrong. They should have let him sit out his two weeks. You know, the the non-pay thing is complete bullshit. And then let him get back on the radio. But instead, everybody in radio runs scared. And they fired everybody. And these stupid management teams, they, they, they continue to keep their stupid jobs. The amount, the amount of useless people like SiriusXM and middle management, they continue to keep their fucking jobs. They do nothing. All those guys are failed radio hosts. And they sit in offices hiding all day hoping that the axe isn't coming for, for them. God, I'm so fucking pissed. I used to love, love, love radio. I couldn't get enough of it. I fucking hate it. With every muscle of my being. They fired Bull. This is this is nuts. Go listen to the audio. Rob Lederman, uh, an okay local comic in the Buffalo area. I know him for I knew him when I was up there doing radio. He's okay. He, he's not great. But uh, you know he he, uh, he grinded out a, a comedy career up there in Western New York and uh, did many many radio shows. And he tries his bit talking about how he likes his toast, comparing it to women, black women, and everybody on the show, including Bull, were like, "Okay," and and they didn't participate. Billy D'Antoni. I don't think they fired him for the bit. I think they saw a way to cut salary from the budget. They just stink. They get to keep their jobs. Etan Burke coming in hot. Of course I am, because it's another radio guy getting fucked. And let the record show, I supported every radio guy, every single one of them that got fucked. Even the guys I didn't like. Maybe secretly I was kind of happy they got fired, but publicly I knew it was the wrong thing, and I always supported. Greg Ferrier, Opie's one of the most bitter people on the planet. Yeah, that's not true, loser. I stick up for people. I stick up for my friends. My really good friend, Bull, really nice guy, really loves doing uh, sports. Uh, the radio thing, I guess, you know, paid the bills, but then he did stuff for the Sabres, the bills, and like I said, uh, college sports up there in Western New York. It was all taken away from him because of a dumb fucking comedian not understanding um, the the culture we live in these days, attempting a bit that fell flat. And my friend, all he said on the radio was, okay, And, and he sort of got out of it, and they moved on. Sean Ridley, did you support Anthony? Of course I did. That asshole spun that bullshit. Of course I supported Anthony. By the way, not once, but many times, there were, there, were, there were a couple incidents over the years that uh, Anthony was in trouble, and I fucking supported him. Of course I did. He had to spin that fucking shit. He could spin whatever he wants, but I know damn well I supported Anthony. The fact remains that uh, he decided to throw all the hate on me, but not Jimmy. Jimmy also stayed loser, and he got nothing from Anthony. Nothing. I've supported people around me for my entire fucking career. And if somebody wants to spin that bullshit, there's nothing you could do. I know. I sleep well at night. I know what I did for my people around me. Uh, John Young, bitterness is confused with passion. Opie is a passionate person. I'm a very passionate person. And I, I loved, loved radio and loved doing it. I mean, I thought the people running the radio stations and the companies, they that they were clueless and didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And over my career, uh, I was asked many, many times to kind of, you know, move into management a little bit because I really knew how to build shows. And I was like, fuck no, I don't want to hang out with those people. They were all a waste of time, every single one of them. Except, you know, I got to throw Eric Logan and a Tim Sabian, uh, you know uh in the not useless category but in general they were all fucking useless uh opie's a hole yeah okay yeah that that's that's me yeah when there's thousands of examples online of me just being fucking hilarious and great at what i do dumb jay diddy Yeah, I'm coming in hot because I didn't really sleep well because me and Bull were texting late last night and I'm just like another guy that has his whole life fucking turned upside down over nothing. And what I mean by nothing, meaning he did nothing wrong. Nothing. God, I don't even agree that the comedian should have been fired. And I don't even think he's a great comedian. Because he was absolutely going for an edgy joke. He wasn't trying to be racist. Jesus. But then again, he should have known that the culture is, is such, uh, especially in radio, that you can't take those uh, type of chances. But to get rid of the whole fucking show, that's that's insane. Uh, well, anyway, good morning to everybody. I'm just fired up. Didn't really sleep last night between driving back from New York City to this peaceful place I call the ocean, way out near Montauk. This is where I find my inner peace and get away from all the bullshit. Oh, God. Jamie Marie D. I'm taking a breath. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'm going to take my little fishing rod. I'm going to start casting. I still haven't um, you know, thrown in yet this season. It's a little early, but I think I'm going to just throw in today and over the weekend and see if there's anything out there yet. Vincent Scaramuzzo, you sound relaxed. (laughs) I'm just so annoyed because I think a lot of us got into radio because we really didn't want real jobs. And I watched this thing turn into a real job over the years. I mean, some, some good came out of it. When I started radio, they didn't even offer health insurance. That was like, what? What's that? And they didn't have human resource departments. It was like the wild, wild west. And it was a fun, fun job. And then corporate America came in and just took over. We used to slap down the salespeople back in the day. They weren't important at all. We're like, gosh, shut up. Just sell some commercials and we're going to do this. And then radio turned into where it was all about sponsorships and corporate America and, and stroking the egos of clients. And then the content took a back fucking seat. I'm embarrassed that I was ever in radio, to be completely honest with you, because of what it has become. And now they just fire guys just willy-nilly, just destroying uh, people's lives. I feel sorry for anybody that's still on regular radio. They're, they're fucking crazy. I always said it when we were doing our show. I said, hey, one day you're going to tune in this fucking show and we're not going to be here. And people are like, oh, that's funny. But I knew the culture and I knew how it was getting worse and worse. I said, one day you'll tune in. We will be here. And then a lot of the times the radio stations make believe you never existed So I feel really, really bad for Bull up there in uh, Buffalo. He's a really, really good, solid guy. He doesn't even really play the shock jock thing at all. He's more a sports guy. And that's what's really infuriating is all the sports teams up there getting rid of him too. They know he did nothing wrong in that bit. Spider Rico, ever since Janet Jackson's uh, titty, nothing has ever been the same. Spider Rico, yeah. Well, I blame the media on that for real, because the fact is um, we we've talked about it. Uh, Janet Jackson's nipple at the Super Bowl was a little slip, a little mistake. It truly should have been no big fucking deal. It's just a dumb nipple, and it wasn't done on purpose. Everyone ignores that part of the issue. Well, I don't know. Justin Timberlake, what did he do? He ripped ripped down her uh, her her top, right, and then said "ew." <laughs> Justin, you ain't fooling anyone. Get the hell out of here. Um, But the fact is the, the nipple slip was a split second. What made that story such a big deal was the media playing it over and over and over again and slowing it down and freeze frame. I remember once again when that happened, we were watching live, and the people at my Super Bowl party said, what was that? They weren't even really sure. But don't worry. The media made sure you knew what it was the next day. And many days after that, as they played it over and over and over again. And then they act like, can you believe this happened? They made the situation worse. The media always makes the situation worse. You got someone that does something really, really bad. And then maybe it's only heard locally, right? Then the media grabs it, plays it over and over and over again, and then it becomes a national story, and they, they say bullshit stuff like, I, can't, I feel bad for the women and this and that. It's like, no, you don't, because you just made it worse by playing it over and over again on your channel for the ratings. Hope oh, you love you, Mission from Ottawa, Canada. Did you see that Prince Philip died? Daniel Weaver, I sure did. Fell short of 100 years old. We all already covered that. I don't even know what he did with his life. He had a very privileged life. But I couldn't tell you one thing he actually did that was significant. And I watched The Crown. Gregory Bogart. He fought Nazis. All right. That's something good, right? He hung on the coattails of the Queen, wouldn't you? Shell Saladino. I wouldn't do that crap. Although the Queen has big ones. (laughs) They showed, uh, I don't know, I saw some dumb documentary about the sisters, Queen Elizabeth and uh, what was the other one, Uh, uh, Princess Margaret, I think, she was the wild one, and they showed the queen on a horse when she was younger, and she had big ones, she had big juicy ones, the queen, my goodness, I guess if you can motorboat those things, that would be fun, if you're going to just ride her coattail, I don't know. I think uh, I think being part of the royal family is actually a really boring, stupid existence. Gina Bobina is in the room today. My goodness. What's up, Gina Bobina off the YouTube? The royal motorboat. There you go, Gina Bobina. Nah, yeah, so I'm a little fired up. Just another radio guy getting fucked. Trying to curse less on this, but uh, you know when it comes to radio, I, I can't say getting effed. And then everyone that uh, is management up there at ninety-seven Rocket Buffalo, I'm sure they're just hiding in their offices, praying they don't get fired. And then they throw everybody under the bus around them. Uh. But anyway, my visit to New York City was very, very successful. There was a little drama as I was live streaming from uh, the streets of New York City yesterday. I was doing a mask check. You know, it's yesterday's live stream if you want to check it out on, on my Facebook, Opie Radio Fans. But a, a, a bit of drama. Uh, I was just doing mask checks and messing around with the people as they were walking by. And then the owner of the, uh, the restaurant, the establishment that I was sitting outside of, <laughs> he came out. And he was really, really nice. And he's like, I don't mean to disturb you, but I'm getting complaints. Two people have called my restaurant saying you're harassing them. I wasn't harassing anybody. I was having a little fun. Actually, a few people circled back and said that was funny. Um, I think that the owner knew I was doing it and then needed an excuse to try to get me to stop. So I think he went with the old uh, people who are calling him complaining. Because they would have to go way out of their way to find the phone number of this place. Cause I, I looked when I was leaving, there's no phone number on the outside of the place. So then they would have to Google that shit, go out of their way and call the restaurant. I doubt a couple people did that. So I'm starting to think that the owner himself was like, oh my God, I don't think this is good for my business. This guy doing a mask check in front of my establishment.
1: Thanks for wearing the mask, sir. I appreciate that. Not only are you protecting yourself, you're protecting me. I didn't get my second shot yet, so I really appreciate everybody wearing a mask. Uh, Ma'am, thank you for wearing the mask. I really, really appreciate it, okay? Ma'am, thanks for wearing the mask. I really, really appreciate it. Helps keep the numbers down. We all want to keep the numbers down. Thank you. Thanks for wearing the mask, ma'am. I appreciate it. You know, dogs can carry the... Oh, you don't care? All right, she doesn't care. Whoa, mask up, lady. You you gotta put the mask up. It doesn't do anything uh, if you have it down like that, below your chin. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. That, uh, that other lady wasn't doing it. Oh, okay. You don't care? All right. He doesn't care. We got a little uh, police officer in a mini car. <laughs> those, those two things don't go together, right? That tiny NYPD car
0: with a police officer.
1: You look ridiculous. Here's a guy not wearing a mask. Here's a guy that decided he doesn't need to wear a mask. Oh, he put it on because he thinks I'm the news. <laughs> I just, I just shake that guy to put his mask on. This guy, I'm not saying shit to. He can wear his mask however he wants, man. You just carry on, my friend. Carry on. I ain't saying shit. I ain't stupid. Rebecca Ann, LOL. I could watch you giggle and mask check all day long. Well, all right. Oh, hey, this is problematic. I know you want exercise, but mask up. Thank you. Thank you very much. Man, we we're asking people to put their mask on today, please. Thank you. We're almost done with the COVID. We're just about there. Let's not, uh, you don't want to. Okay. She, she moved on. Does Bennington still do unmasked? Wow. Yeah, man. Bennington's a fucking rebel. Calling his show unmasked. I'm not digging the red mask. I got to be honest with you. I mean, the red and black combo is nice, but I'm not digging it. I think you could go with like a, like a, a brighter color welcome spring they're complaining because i'm yelling at them yeah. oh wow all right no worries <laughs> see there you go there's new york for you the guy comes out of the restaurant and says that two people literally call the restaurant to complain that i'm yelling at them i'm not yelling at them i'm just making sure they wear a mask there's new york city for you just trying to have a little fun <laughs>
0: everyone's <laughs> laughing at me <laughs> what's laughing.
1: (laughs) See? They didn't have the balls to confront me, though. As soon as they left, then they got on their cell phone and called the restaurant.
0: Opie's like a schizophrenic talking to random people thinking he's making everyone die laughing. People very much enjoyed the live stream yesterday, Jake Diddy. Go find something else to watch. Goodbye. Nick, with the $2 on the YouTube, thank you. Uh, take it easy, Op. Have a fudgy wudgy bar on me. I appreciate that. The fudgy wudgy bars were a staple out here on Long Island when you used to go to the uh, the local beaches way before I could afford anything. Oh my God, Gina Bobina, what's up with the? Uh, I like that purple heart. Smart. I learned very recently you, you got to be careful with that heart thing. If you use a red heart, that means you're uh, pretty much effing the person or want to eff the person. I didn't know that. I was was throwing fucking red hearts at everybody. And then someone said, dude, there's protocol with the hearts on your social media. You can't go red. I'm like, oh, my bad. (laughs) My bad. But the Fudgy Wudgy bars were a staple, so... Now, one of the things growing up on Long Island and and one reason why I fell in love with the ocean when uh, when I had a day off from caddy and we all went down to the ocean for the day and man, no umbrellas, barely any lotion. And we just stay at the ocean all day long, just drinking beers, hanging out, uh, boogie boarding, body surfing, trying to pick up chicks And these guys would come around with like ice cream and it was the fudgy wudgy bar and they would sell a shitload of fudgy wudgy bars as we were at the ocean uh chilling and enjoying our in and enjoying ourselves excuse me and then every once in a while you would get explosive diarrhea but that was because of the deli sandwiches that you know you, you you had to leave it like eight in the morning Because the parking lots would fill up so quickly. So you would get down to the ocean by 9, 9.30. Way too early to be at the ocean, especially if you're younger. But you just had to do it. And a lot of times you would spend the first hour just fucking snoozing. You know, because you were up late the night before. And we'd always hit the Long Island Delis, which are fantastic. And I always needed a, a ham and Swiss with tomato and mayo. And also a side of potato salad. And uh, stupid me, you know, you get there at 9.30, you're like, ah, it's not that hot yet, even though it's July. And your lunch would just sit out in the sun, and then you would finally eat it around noon or 1. And one time, oh boy, did the mayo uh, turn. And I had, uh, it was the worst, uh, it was the worst diarrhea of my life. I spent between six and eight hours consistently running to the bathroom to the point that I couldn't get rid of anything else. And I was basically dry heaving from my butt. My butt was basically saying, there's gotta be more in here we can get rid of. And Gina know just writes gags. <laughs> just imagine your faces when I just go down these, these, these very open uh, roads. No one else is admitting they had the worst explosive diarrhea of their lives. To the point where they were dry heaving from their butt because the mayo turned? No one's doing that for you. You're welcome. Yeah, the mayo turned. Oh, my God. It was it was just misery. My butt had a life of its own. Not good. Gina Bobina says, you lost me at old mayo. Ha, ha, ha. Literally gagged. Oh, I'm the only one that had a problem? Right now you're thinking about the time you had a problem. I know you are. Rachel's saying, sounds like the COVID shits. Try doing that for a week straight. See, there you go. Rachel's being honest. That's not even my, my best uh, poo story. Everyone has their best poo story. Maybe I'll open up the live stream very, very soon to the private Facebook group. But you can only come on if you tell me your, your, your favorite or best poop story. Because we all have one. And mine is really, really simple. Just going down to Florida a million years ago. Meeting uh, an old friend of mine, uh, his girlfriend for the first time. Chuck Lynn with the $20 and fighting the good fight on my socials. Thank you, Chuck Lynn. $10 for each hater kicked. And the one guy, the one guy I I was letting him be. And then he just couldn't help himself. There are people that that's all they know. They have to just go down that fucking road. I don't understand that because everybody out there, radio guys I used to work with, uh, lots of comedians, everyone is just dying for an audience. So just support the guys you like. I've never encouraged any of my people to, to attack anybody I used to work with. You will not find audio of me doing that. But for whatever reason, you know, that... That has become the thing with Anthony, that he just wants his entire fucking audience to attack me on a regular basis. And then he attacks me on a regular basis. I don't want any fucking part of that bullshit. If you think he's the greatest thing on earth, then just go support him. I don't care. Uh, H-H, shout out to Opie. The only one of the old crew to not be some weird pervert, worm, or go down in controversy. The brother man always wins. I don't know if I won. I don't know if I won. My God, I'm, I'm live streaming for 167 people. I don't know if I won, sir, but thank you. I appreciate the sentiment, but I don't think I won. <laughs> I, I enjoy myself, but I don't, uh, I don't have really an audience anymore, and I don't really make a lot of uh, moolah, but okay. So, all right, my favorite poop stories. I went down to Florida. This was a million years ago. I went down with a, a girlfriend at the time and uh, we were seeing her brother who had a new girl and uh, they were very excited that we were gonna meet this, this girl for the first time. And we had a decent weekend, it was nice, it was okay. And uh, we were saying goodbye on the stoop. This is a true story. Back then, for whatever reason, I wore boxers. Now I wear boxer briefs. And I had jean shorts on. I know, it's the look, that's how long ago it was. All of a sudden, I, I, as we're saying goodbye on the stoop, and I had sandals on, I, I was saying goodbye on the stoop, and I, I thought I could sneak one out, a little sneak, you know, a little, uh, and so I went for it, and a little nugget popped out the size of uh, like a marble, like a marble literally popped out of my butt, and then it fell down my uh, boxers, and it hit my big toe. This is a true story. An absolute true story. And the nugget, the size of a marble, hits my big toe and rolls across the stoop and lands right in front of him. (laughs) That's my best poop story. And then I went, oh, my God. I was mortified. But I also felt really crappy. And I ran in the house, went in the bathroom. And then, oh, boy. Oh, boy. The dam broke and I was in there for a good 20 minutes. It was brutal. And then we had to delay our departure because I was so sick. It was another food poisoning incident. And I ran into the bath, uh, the bedroom we were staying in, and ended up sleeping there for like three or four hours. And then sort of felt okay. And then we finally left. And I left in shame. I heard this 15 years ago. What? To drop a turd out of the shorts, it had to be hard as a walnut, Jeffrey Guy says. It was uh it, it was impressive. And I know we all like to try to pump up our stories a little bit. I'm telling the God's honest truth, that story happened exactly like that. The the, the timing that it would fall and hit my big toe as I'm wearing sandals and then kind of just roll, it kind of bounced and rolled forward. It <laughs> makes me very happy. <laughs> I should have kicked it. Sean Ridley, did you kick it? I should have kicked it into the shrubs. Uh, JB Sports Radio, I'm sorry for bringing it up again, O, but your show changed my life. What you Ant, and Jimmy did saved me through high school, bro. That's good, man. That's I'd rather try to remember the Opie and Anthony years fondly. I, I want to, but... There's some fucking imaginary war that was started by Anthony. That now it's gotta be me against him. It's the dumbest thing ever. And it's 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 so stupid. He doesn't know fucking business. What an idiot. Even with us not getting along at all, there's a lot of money to be made by that brand. He never knew business. God, what a dummy. A little fired up this morning because of the firing of my friend Bull up there in Buffalo. Vincent Scaramuzo, you know what? You, you might be right. He he says uh, two days in the city really stirred the pot. Yeah. The city was completely exhausted. Everyone walks around New York City. There's a couple things. As I was stuck in horrendous traffic on the way home yesterday again, I was thinking about how the mayor, Mayor de Blasio, it, this saying has been said by so many mayors in the past. The greatest city on earth, New York City, as I'm stuck in horrendous traffic where they just decide they got to do pothole repair, you know, at three in the afternoon, because that's a good time to do that. Whoever is the dumb mayor always says the greatest city on earth. Every city I've been to is better than New York City. And if you've got to say the greatest city in New York, it's not true. I put Boston above that. I put Austin, Texas above New York. I put Philly above that. I put uh, Washington above that. And, you know, then if you like a slower city, I love Rochester. I wouldn't put Buffalo above New York City. Sorry, Buffalo. I know there's a bunch of you watching this. But when you have to say you're the greatest city, you're not. And everybody was walking around the two days I was there just waiting for a confrontation. Everyone is ready and prepared for a confrontation as they walk around the streets in New York it, without fail. It's it's unbelievable. You could just feel it. You could feel that everyone's just pissy, just waiting, just waiting for you to, to do something wrong so they can snap at you. Uh, Eton Burke, Boston is not better than New York, sir. Oops, Red Sox-Yankees rivalry. Sorry. I don't know, man. I think Boston's way better than New York. You don't have to deal with this much traffic. Excuse me. You jump in your car and within a half hour, 40 minutes, you're in the country. I love that. You could be up in the mountains or walking around that that pond, that famous pond. (laughs) Uh, I love that dirty water. Ah, Boston, you're my home. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, down by the River Charles. God, I used to love, can't say rollerblading, I was an inline skater, and I was very good at it. And I used to inline skate up and down the Charles River. God, it was one of my favorite things to do on Earth. Right up there with uh, riding a bike in Venice, out there in California, and riding the bike along the ocean where they just got a bike path in the middle of the beach it's that is awesome too those two things i would plan a trip just to do those two things no problem (laughs) jason c you wear the banana smugglers no i don't i always went baggy my friend always baggy you gotta go baggy (laughs) you really gotta and some of those bike guys they mean well But, you know, eventually they got to get off their bike to go to the bathroom or get, uh, like, water or a snack. And then they got these dumb, fucking tight biking shorts on, and they look ridiculous. I don't rollerblade to I saw the sign. (laughs) Oh, uh, manscaped.com. They're sponsoring the latest episode of the OP Radio podcast. Uh, it's with Sarah from Buffalo. Oh, my God. You, if you thought you had a crazy year, listen to the latest episode of the podcast and listen to Sarah's story and all the things that happened to Sarah in the past year. And then you add that she was raised by a crazy mom. It was, uh, I think it was a good listen, man. I liked it. I think uh, a lot of people could learn some, some things from that episode. It's a bit on the dark side, but there's a few laughs in there, and Manscaped.com is the sponsor of that episode, so you just put in promo code OPIE to get 20% off. If you're looking for something for Father's Day, uh, at least give Manscaped.com a peek and use that promo code OPIE if you do uh, decide to buy something, okay? All right. Sarah's an everyday hero. Yeah, man, she opened up about uh, mental illness, and um, should I list all the things that happened to her? I mean, you guys uh, pretty much heard the episode. So, but basically, she has she had a crazy mom that she had to pretty much leave at thirteen years old. She's getting a hysterectomy uh, very very soon. She had a stroke. She uh, oh, and and her brother committed suicide, and. The worst thing that happened to her in the in the past year her husband broke his ankle biking i think and she goes through all that on the latest episode of the your Radio podcast and uh yeah man uh, i i appreciate the support and uh we'll see you guys soon have a great weekend if we don't turn this on later Whomp, bump, bump. Boo, 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 boo.